BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man you know needs what? a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. So you uh went to Dead Time Dreams. Yeah, that was uh it was interesting. It was different than uh what I'd already done with like Headless Horseman and that kind of shit. But there were it was very clown themed. There were a lot of, it, for anyone who's not a, didn't listen to our last episode where we talked about me going Dead Time Dreams. This is like a haunted house sort of thing out here in California and they had like two haunted houses that you could like walk through. It was like 20 bucks. It wasn't bad. Oh, that's cheap, dude. That's cheap on the circuit of haunted house attractions. Like, they're always way more than that. Um, I looked at a shitty one upstate here towards Albany. It was like in a Malta area. Dude, thirty-five bucks. Damn. That's uh, yeah. That's a little, little place bit like that. A little bit pricey. The this one I would say was worth the price. They they had a lot of good actors in there trying to scare everyone. People wandering around uh, with chainsaws and that yeah. all that kind of business. Oh, chainsaws instantly add the factor. And it fucked me up enough that I had, like, a dream this morning before waking up where I was, like, getting chased by, like, people with fucking weapons and shit. It felt like the uh, Dead Before Daylight <laughs> game that we we put po- we posted some clips of that. That game is pretty fucking horrifying. You just, yeah, you feel, like, powerless. It's like being in Halloween. That's never a good instance. Or Texas end. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no matter how strong you are, you're just, you're fucking outmatched. <laughs> you're running high to Resident Evil, you were saying that earlier. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah, that game is pretty wicked and scary. Check that out, people. So I took the less horror approach to uh, my Halloween weekend. There wasn't really much going on in my hometown, but uh, a while back we bought tickets to see Lewis the Child at Terminal 5 in New York City, which was pretty fun. The venue was very old and uh, had the pure like type of feel. Like it was like three open levels, and just you can go up to the balconies and watch from the balconies over this like pretty shallow width um, stage. Okay. I would say the view is like it was only like 30 feet across, but you can go up three levels, and uh, the bottom floor was pretty. It was wider, but it was really interesting. It was a cool venue. I liked it, and uh, Lewis Child put on a good performance. I've seen him a couple times actually this year at a few of the festivals. But uh, it's always different to see him at a venue like that. that that's... There was a lot of cool costumes. Uh, I, f- I was just going to ask that, if people were dr- dressed up and treated it like a Halloween uh, concert. Yeah, there was a lot of cool costumes. A lot of Ricks from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I got to say, I saw quite a few of those. Um, we went. I went with my girlfriend and her sister, and we all did like a skeleton-themed. We all wore like skeleton. Like I wore a skeleton shirt, and they wore a skeleton tights with skeleton shirts. There you go. But, um... There was a lot of different costumes. It was cool. And uh, I always love the city at holiday times. It's always fun to get out there. Yeah, it always see seems a little on. more ramped up in, in New York City. And of course, caught uh, caught some New York City pizza after the show. There you go. I always love that. Good way to wrap up the night. Good way to uh, begin the show. 
Let's uh, step into this. This is American Slacker Podcast, and as always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse, here to fill you with Halloween fucking festivity feelings. I don't know, what the fuck would you call that? <laughs> festiveness. Uh, yeah, that Halloween festiveness. No, that works. No, yeah. uh, Halloween fucking festiveness. Because this is I our like Halloween it. episode. Hell yeah, we're going to keep up the theme in the whole episode, but uh, first off, I think... I think we gotta thank some people for some treats. Yeah, we would love to give some shout-outs to our Patreon donors. And that would be Dave Gunn, off the top. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the support. Good friend. Good friend of the show. Thanks, Dave Gunn. Dave's always posting funny shit in the uh, American Slackers group, and we really appreciate his support of the show. Next up, we got Kyle Knoll and Bradford of the Crime Roulette Podcast. Hell yeah, they have an awesome show. Check it out. Uh, check out their fan page, man. It's fucking cool. They're always posting some funny shit. The uh, laundry sauce incident. Me and you gotta yeah, kick we're out in, of that. We're enjoying that la- all the laundry sauce talk. Check it out. Inside joke. <laughs> all right, all right, our third uh, and final shout out goes to Aaron W. of the Yes and I Am podcast. And this is a comedy podcast where people will do celebrity impersonations. It's really funny. Definitely check them out. And uh, thanks, Aaron. Now, I believe we got a pod shout-out to do, and you're going to pick it live on the show. That's how we like to do it. All right. Now, the way the pod shout-out works, we have a pinned tweet on Twitter, and it, whoever retweets that tweet gets entered into getting a possible shout-out on our next episode. So we have five retweets this time. So this uh, I'm okay. looking at the retweets. We're excluding the previous winner. Oh, oh, that's right. Well, one of one of our retweets, and we since this is kind of a new thing, we're still kind of working out all the kinks of it. The person that won, uh, won last time, you will be excluded from this one, but you will be entered in for the next one. So please keep retweeting. Yes. Uh, so in, in the interest of being fair. So we're gonna exclude the fifth one. It's just gonna be one through four. So Matt, pick a number one through okay. four. I feel like I picked three last time, so I'm going to pick number one this time. Number one. All right. So number one is the Useless Debates, and that's the Useless Debates podcast. It's three guys debating useless pop culture information for no reason other than proving who is the bigger dork. You can catch them on Podbean, and they're on Twitter at UDPC Podcast. So congrats, guys. Be sure to check them out. See what they're up to. Hell yeah. And, uh... Thanks for entering. We'll, we'll include you and le- uh, letting you know on Twitter that, that you're our pod shout-out winner of the week. Now, Matt, what do we got coming up in the show? Oh, right. Well, we're going to continue on this Halloween theme the whole show. Starting out with news that will be either scary or just Halloween-related. And uh, we got another Squatch video, so keep, keep ready for that. We'll post that up. And then we're going to move to some of the worst Halloween crimes that have ever occurred. And we'll finish it up with a Halloween game that Jesse has prepared for me to go up at bat against. <laughs> See if Matt will pass my Evil test. son of a bitch. He probably made some really fucking hard questions that I have no idea. Yeah. No, he's pretty fair. He's fair, I gotta say. He's fair in his games. We'll, we'll see how it all, all works out, what your fate turns out to be. But oh. to start out our yeah, weird news... i to retract the statement. We always like to talk about a little bit of weed news. And first up... Oh, yeah. We're talking about how weed keeps people hot and heavy. Because it may make you mellow, 
but it doesn't douse your fire, as this NBC News article reports. They basically, okay. they're basically talking about a uh, Stanford University study that came out recently, and they asked people, you know, all kinds of questions from if they use marijuana to how often they had sex, and it turns out uh, from these findings, they found that 13% of U.S. adults were using marijuana compared to 7% in. 2013 so there's been an uh, almost double increase since 2013 to last year so for example they say that uh, women who reported no marijuana use over a year period reported having sex six times compared to women who did smoke and they had sex 7.1 times so they're having a little bit more sex and per then month yeah, and this is per, per month, like to say for every four weeks how often they had sex. And then for like males, they said it was 6.9 times for daily marijuana users compared to 5.6 times for non-users over a four-week period. Okay, so a slight increase, but still, it's an increase. Yeah, and I, I don't, I'm wondering what the hell is the difference. Is it just people are more laid back and, like, wanting to, like... Want a bone? Yeah, be free with their bodies and feel good and shit? Yeah, I... I guess, I guess it goes in hand in hand. I mean, weed's kind of spiritual, you could say, you could say if you were, you know, but... Well, and it lowers your, it goes hand it lowers in your hand. inhibitions, really too, you know? Maybe you're less self-conscious and, like, more willing to, like, get naked. <laughs> go for it, just go balls to the wall. Get buck naked. Go for it, people. Get that bowl and get buck, buck naked. That's the way to do it. Man. So it's do an, it up this Halloween. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting study. This uh, for uh, or that came out of Stanford. We'll be sure to post this article up on our Facebook page, as we do every Monday with our weed news. Now let's talk about Halloween, and let's talk more specifically about the thing that Halloween's all about: the fucking candy. That's what makes it. Now we got a uh, poll from a uh, website called 538.com and they've generated responses from about 8,300 people about their favorite candies. Now, it seems that Reese's has taken the uh, cup here. Hey, I like what <laughs> you did there. there. <laughs> you know? Um, number one on this poll came out to be Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the traditional old school. And then number two was actually the miniatures, which, you know, that's a like bit the of way a you cheat. put it, the ones that are painted the ass to get to. I was going to say, like, that's the same fucking thing. That's one and two are the same. It's just a matter of size. They're, yeah, it, like, yeah, it's just condensed. Like, I don't like the miniatures. I don't know about you. I, I just rather have the traditional. I don't, I, I don't fuck with miniatures. Yo, I'll fuck with the pumpkin yeah. ones because they're even bigger than the regular cups. I, I, okay, like, we need to have this talk here. Can we just address that the holiday-themed Reese's are better than the regular Reese's? Like, Absolutely. The Easter Bunny carrot egg? Either, yeah, uh, yeah. Carrot or egg? Or that, yeah, they're, the carrot or yeah, the egg they're one. They're way or better. The pumpkin. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I swear think that's the trees. best one. They have I don't the know trees why. for Christmas, too. For Christmas, you're right. You're right, yeah. And uh, like I Reese's swear, cup, I don't know. Cut the cup bullshit. You can hold me to this. There's something extra in the holiday one. It's a little bit uh, of magic. The third came out to be Twix. I like Twix. I don't know about you. Twix yeah. is pretty solid. I got some Twix for the Number kids. Number four, Kit Kat. Yeah, Twix. That's what I. Yeah, that's solid. Kit Kats I got for the kids. Number four. Number five, Snickers. Solid I'm choice. I'm surprised. Caramel, peanuts, Snick- I thought chocolate. Snickers would be like number two. Yeah, you know, like Milky Way and Snickers are like, I feel like the meccas of candy bars. Right. Like, that's that's the go-to. Top, you know. And dude, number six, Reese's comes back. Reese's Pieces. 
Nobody forgets them. E.T., man, the legendary scene. I was just gonna say. E.T.'s following the trail. It's been a Dude, number of years, I think about every time it's so relevant. Number seven, Milky Way, there she is. Number eight, Reese's comes back in. Reese's stuffed with PCs. This is a new edition, which I honestly recommend to people. Check it out, it's weird. Have you tried it? Yeah, I like it. I like the softness with a little bit of crunchiness in it. That's I don't know. Crazy. I like crunchy peanut butter, though. Uh, I like yeah, crunchy so peanut do I. butter, do you? I, yeah, I do like crunchy peanut butter. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's why I feel like I like it. Um, and we're going to stop at number 10, but number 10 is Butterfinger, which you cannot go wrong with. Solid snack. Simpsons. So, some people don't like Bart the Butterfinger because it gets all stuck in your teeth. Yeah, it is like a crispity, crunchity goodness right <laughs> one slogan? one would say that yeah i i enjoy butterfinger especially in like a sunday or something along those lines yeah i like it crumbled that's a yeah that's a good uh that's a good topic for ice cream so i'm i'm a little surprised by these heavy hitters yeah man yeah like all the reese's domination you mean yeah yeah absolutely yeah taking four out yeah, of ten spots. i i am too yeah dude there, i feel like there's so many different candy bars i got left out 100 grand I feel like that should have made the top ten. I'm um, enjoying really mounds. No love, dude. Mounds. Oh my god. I'm a mounds guy. Are you an almond joy guy? I I'll take either. I, anything. I like the coconut and chocolate. Okay. I don't care. The nuts not what makes it for me. It's see, it's so weird because I like almonds and I like coconut, but I haven't fucked with almond joy. I always go for the mounds. Almond joy, you can just fucking eat. It's basically just a chocolate covered almond on top of a fucking mounds bar. Let's not kid ourselves here. It's, you can, you can it, yeah. pull that sucker right off. You got yourself a mound and a half chocolate coated almond. <laughs> Wait, so it's like a single giant almond in the middle? It's just chilling on top. It's like covered no, with you're the lying. chocolate that's in the bar. My life has been a lie. It's just covered with There's... the chocolate. You can just pop that sucker right off. You got a fucking mounds with a hole. Are in you it. serious? You yeah. see, like, there's been times where there was no mounds bars at a store, but there was almond joy, and I was like, I can't fuck with that because I don't, I don't. It's not the same. There's almonds all up in that. Nope. Dish. Like I thought, I was imagining chopped almonds randomly scattered in the. You coconut. would think, right? But no, they just pop it on top. <sighs> I hope I'm not the only one else, like <laughs> the only one out there that's hearing this, like. Please, if anybody else is listening to this and they have never heard that it's just on top. Fucking comment on the Slackers group. Yeah, let us let us know. I mean, I've, I I dig both, so I've been I've been into it for a bit. I know I've known the truth that, that lies behind the Almond Joy rapper. God, that's crazy, man. Fuck, man. Let's well, I guess like on a serious note, let's talk about this uh, rumor that's going around. It, it's gone around a couple years, but more recently, it's going around in Jersey this year. It's people being concerned with weed candy being given out to kids this Halloween. And we just want to take a stance here at American Slacker and say <laughs> it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yes, and it's laughable to anybody that consumes cannabis on a regular basis because A, you know how much that shit costs to get edibles. If you can access it, you know, even if you're like, it's worse if you're making it at home in a state that it's illegal in, you're definitely not going to give that shit away because it's like, that's such a fucking pain in the ass to make. Just to like have a kid get high that you're not gonna see, like there's no there's no payoff to like any sick individual, even if there was like somebody that was mentally. And you know, there's a lot of there's know. a lot of scare tactics that end up uh, going around like during the Halloween season, uh, because people are worried that there's gonna be poisoned candy for their kids, and now they're worried with uh, marijuana becoming legal in a lot of places that people are gonna give out weed candy. Like Matt said, there's really no benefit in doing that. 
and even the yeah. head of uh, New Jersey's normal organization said cannabis consumers are not looking to dose children with cannabis. That is not even something I've ever heard of or heard of anybody ever being interested in doing or wanting to do or would think is ethical. So, I mean, that's one one yeah, dude. Exactly. I mean, three dudes if you count me and Matt saying that it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And um, specifically, the New Jersey Attorney General, they posted this uh, this warning and they, they cite the case of a 10-year-old New York boy who became ill after eating some candy infused with THC, but he found it in the backseat of his family's car. So it had nothing to do with randomly getting it on fucking Halloween from a random house. It was like his his piece of shit parents left fucking uh, cannabis infused drug, uh, candy out for him to get. Well, not to rag on a 10 year old, but if I'm gonna kick, kick, take the piss out of this fucking 10 year old for a second, quit eating fucking candy out of the backseat of the goddamn car, you fucking gross you're, little dude. mongrel. Uh, 10 that, years old, you're barely a that human. That nut up, I mean, you ain't gonna die from it, it's a fucking edible. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're just gonna be fuzzy for a little bit. We'll call it that. I don't think anyone's wanting to dose I don't know, man. Solid I, I call it on the parents. I mean, it's up to everybody. I mean, you're a, you're a card possessor. Uh, we'll call it that. Yep. You have your fucking your medical card, even though it's recreational now. But still, like, it's it, there comes a responsibility with owning it. That's why we and have child-proof locks on our think, weed jars. You know, I love weed, but I'm all about regulation for that shit. Like, if you do, like, leave out your weed and a kid gets it, that's your Well, it's fault. like a firearm. That's it's just you. about taking the proper safety precautions if you're going to keep it in your house. Exactly, just like alcohol. Yeah. But, I mean, I know we've gotten kind of far away from the original point, which is just, you know, I don't think any marijuana user is going to. Most of them do take precaution. And I, yes. I don't think there's been any actual cases of people giving out marijuana uh, infused candies to children. Yeah. That shit's Not expensive. one that we could find. <laughs> Dude, so expensive. I got it on sale when I came to came out to visit you on the podcation and it was still like I'm not gonna give somebody this fucking ten dollar edible. Fuck you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I'm gonna eat this in my fuck hotel you. room. Go fuck yourself. Now, moving yeah, on to some real crime that's going to send a shiver down your spine. We're going to Florida, where murders of Florida bus riders have police hunting a killer. And we even have a quote. Oof, Florida. It would be Florida. We even have a quote from police chief of Tampa, Brian Dugan, who says, We can call it what we want in reference to someone asking if there's a serial killer about. He says, If that brings attention to it, that's fine. Because pe- three people have been killed in Florida's Seminole Heights district, or neighborhood, over the past 11 days. And the victims aren't connected to each other except the fact that they were all riding the bus, or like near a bus stop. So we have like a Son of Sam style killer that's just picked profile of lo- people that are all alone, easy victims, waiting for a bus, never expecting him to pop yep. up. And I mean, there it, one victim was uh, Benjamin Mitchell, a 22-year-old who's believed to be the first victim killed while waiting for the bus. We have a second victim, uh, 32-year-old Monica Hoffa, who was found in a vacant a vacant lot. And then 20-year-old Anthony Naiboa, who was autistic and was killed after accidentally taking the wrong bus home from work and ending up in the in the Seminole Heights neighborhood. So that's... Jesus Christ, poor guy. Yeah, that's, it's really terrible. They're offering a $25,000 reward to anyone with information leading to an arrest or conviction. So, uh, 
there's a there's a real fucking serial killer if you want to call him that spree uh, not a real yeah, spree killer really but is. it's just uh he's a son of sam copycat style like straight up to the to the toad except for not chasing down like uh, romantic couples yeah it's he's going after people who are alone and waiting for the bus apparently it's uh it's really scary because you're very vulnerable out there and that's like a terrifying thing to think like you're sitting there alone in the bus stop and you see a shadowy figure approaching this was around orlando uh tampa right i'm not sure i'm not sure how close tampa is to orlando but this this is happening in the tampa area If you're in Florida, keep safe. Careful. They said that anyone, the police said that anyone uh, seen walking alone in the Seminole Heights district is considered a potential victim or suspect. So at least they're on the case. They're trying to. Yeah, yeah. They have a couple images captured, but it's not very clear. Well, our next story features a a serial killer as well, but a serial killer of kitties. Which I mean, I don't know if that's worse or less worse. I don't know. That's pretty hard. Paw in order. P.I. as we've dubbed it. Veterinarian temp. And uh, this is happening. This is occurring over in London. It's it's crazy. Forensic scientists are teaming up to actually try to catch this motherfucker. He has killed about 250 felines. So he he's up there. He's a fucking massacre. We got a real pussy slayer on now, our hands. He's a fucking pussy slayer and a half. Man, Jesus Christ. Like, insert Halo voice right there. Like, <laughs> pussy slayer. <laughs> Frozen kitty corpses will soon be re-examined by Aerogen veterinarian forensics. And hopefully they're going to yield some new clues about the cruel killer, who apparently began hacking up and mutilating felines in London around 2014. How many... What's his kill now, count, supposedly? Dude, they're saying over 250. 250 times nine lives. That's 200. Or let me try that again. 2,250 lives. If you're multiplying it by the nine Jesus lives that each of those cats have, this is genocide. Jesus Christ, man. Well, I feel like he got them all. He got all nine lives in one swipe. His re- his most recent victim was a 15-year-old cat named Topsy, and he actually left the body right outside the family's front door. Yo, Topsy was on his way out anyway. Not that that gives him any right. But why why did he have to end like that? He should have been playing with his catnip ball in his comfy bed and dying an old age death. Right. And this motherfucker is cutting cats apart, like cutting them up. We got like a serious... Bay Harbor butcher style. <laughs> Look on Matt's face Attack right now. He's like, it's like he's flipping through cat I'm autopsies. Worried. Just <laughs> looking at the crime scene photos. I'm getting deep. <laughs> I need you to pull me out, man. I know you're in California and I'm New York, but I need you to pull me out, man. This is getting fucking deep. Oh, man. Just like, it's uh, it's yeah. such empathy in the eyes right now. <laughs> Anybody in the London area, if you have any information on the N25 cat killer, that's what they're dubbing. Why, why M25? Did we ever figure that out? I was looking at that before. I, I haven't figured it out. Um, I got a description. He's a 40-something-year-old white man who might be wearing a headlamp or carrying a torch. Torch meaning which, flashlight. Case, I, I, I've realized I, that I that's... Know. that's no, he's got the full-on piece torch. of wood with a rag wrapped around it dipped so in oil. <laughs> and he's just looking around for kitties. My yeah, torch kitty, 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 kitty. 
Yeah, get it, get it. He's got catnip. He's got a utility belt. It's got catnip. It's got those, those little, little kitty treats that are nice and soft that all cats love. Yep. They're tuna flavored mostly. Cans of tuna. Just pops them open on the belt. Oh, That's man. just fucking horrifying. This is pretty fucking horrifying. Um, London. Jesus Christ. The real Jack the Ripper. Uh, Jack the Ripper of cats. Cat the Ripper. So uh, to make it even more horrifying, our next article says... When you die, you know you are dead. Major study shows mine still uh, works after the body shows no signs of life. How terrifying is that if you really think about that? It's That's pre- fucking scary. It's pretty horrifying, especially thinking of the ways that people go. Fucking getting your head locked I mean, off by the guillotine. normal death and the doctor's there. Watching yourself being pronounced dead. Say you're like in the hospital, you're expected to die. Watching the doctor come in and being like, yes, time of death. You know, like, in announcing that. That would, that would just be insane, that, but you're still present. That, in that just means that, like, you're better off dying, like, with uh, Netflix playing or something. Because then at least you got yeah. something to watch. <laughs> it, yeah. And yeah. Imagine as soon as you die, it's like, are you still watching? <laughs> it's like, no! You know, I'd like, <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to see us evolve this. And, uh, yeah, when I die, I want to put it in my last testament, like, put netflix in front of me for like a week solid before you even fuck with my body like just, just let me have a week of binge watching i'll give you a list it'll be things like uh friends freaks and geeks maybe a pineapple express movie in the middle horror i love horror it's halloween bitch. there you go <laughs> and yeah this is oh my god that's so terrifying the study though. is ba- it said that they looked at people who suffered cardiac arrest technically died but were later revived and it's the largest study of its type ever carried out. Some of the those studied said that they had full awareness of conversations, uh, saw things that were going on around them, even after they were pronounced dead. That makes me Jesus think of like Christ, the man. almost like That's the so- astral projection thing where you're like out of your body almost, it feels like. Yeah, I wonder if it is like a similar effect. Like I just I couldn't imagine I pray that it doesn't last that long and you getting to the pat the, the part where you're getting dissected, you know? Yeah, that that'd I mean, be everybody fucking gets horrifying. an autopsy. They cut into you. They drain your blood. They do all kinds of fucked up shit when you just die. Just gotta swallow something regardless fun. of how you're gonna swallow die. something fun before. So the people that do the autopsy oh. have something <laughs> What? This is a, oh, this is a McDonald's, a matchbox a McDonald's car toy from the fucking 90s? This is crazy. Oh, I haven't shit. seen Beanie Yo, Babies in forever. This is a 94 Lion King <laughs> Happy Meal toy. Circle of life, man. Damn, this is a this is a gold one. This is a Simba. This one's rare. <laughs> you just got to have fun with it. Have fun with life. Have fun with death. That's, uh, that's, that's how I like to look at it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. We're all gonna die. I mean, we didn't, nobody really knows. We could do as many scientific tests as we want and read energy and this and that, but I mean, nobody knows exactly what's on the other side waiting for us. Right. You just gotta yeah, enjoy just, enjoy what's right in front it. of you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And I'm feeling that. One type of person that's really feeling that it's the clown community. It's a big year for the clown community. And yeah, it's it's been a the past couple of years. Last Halloween, I remember us talking about the crazy clown incidents because clowns started popping up last Halloween. That's true. Fucking clowns popping up everywhere, scaring the shit out of people. We fucking made a video about it. You can go back in the archive and find that shit. Clowns become such a popular item that we've got the remake of It. Yep. It's huge. And Burger King's endorsing the idea. They uh, will give anybody free Whoppers that comes in dressed as clowns on Halloween. From checking out this news story and digging a little deeper, I've learned that 
Burger King and McDonald's do not get along very well. As one would imagine. And that's where this whole clown thing comes from. They actually, uh, they've released some crazy shit, mainly overseas in Germany. They released ads, you know, uh, Never Trust a Clown, and it's all aimed actually at McDonald's. They actually got that promo put in before the release, like, uh, before it played in Germany. That was one of the ads. And, uh, in Russia, I found out that Burger King even tried to get the state to declare it illegal to view because the clown resembled... The, the clown Pennywise in the, the movie It resembled Ronald McDonald too much, which I don't really think he does. I could see it. And even even further back last year, <laughs> BK and Queens, they actually decorated their whole building as the ghost of McDonald's. They put a sheet over the whole building with eye cutouts over the Burger like so you could see the Burger King logo. Okay. But they wrote McDonald's in, like, black ink. <laughs> so, like... There's just a ghost of McDonald's. They're trolling harder than Wendy's. They're trolling real hard, man. And uh, that's where this this whole uh, publicity comes into for the clowns. Like, you'll get a free Whopper as long as you come dressed in it as a clown. It could be Ronald McDonald. It could be Pennywise. It could be any clown. And that's that's only on Halloween. It's only on Halloween, and it's only in select locations. And it's actually, from what I could tell, it's only in five. You can go into uh, Framingham, Massachusetts, Miami Beach, Florida. Burbank, California, close by you. I don't know how far. How far is Burbank? Burbank, that's a decent way. That's down. Um, you better get. You better get started. It's down where they uh, do Wheel of Fortune and all that. Well, you got plenty of time to design your clown makeup and all that <laughs> on the ride down there. Uh, Austin, Texas, and in Salt Lake City. So uh, if you're in any of these locations, be sure to just throw a little clown makeup on and fucking head into Burger King. Get your free Whopper on. Now, a clown costume... Oh, and it's parented to five clown, 500 clowns in one location. I gotta say that. It's limited? Don't go there with a crew of over 500. That's like one 500 car. 500 guests wearing clowns. That's like one clowns. clown car. Yeah. Oh, and I should mention about clown cars. It is only coming into the restaurant. You cannot show up in your clown car and order them in the drive-thru. So, no clown cars. <laughs> that'd, be a hell, that'd be a hell Can't of an do. order, a clown car and a drive-thru. Hey, uh, we need a hundred whoppers. We got a hundred clowns in this car. Like, this thing's tiny. Look at that car. It's tiny as fuck. There's no way they can even fit a hundred whoppers in that car, let alone a hundred people to eat those hundred whoppers. I want to see a hundred hands raised out that fucking window, assholes. (laughs) Now! So, uh, clown costumes are good for a lot of things. You know, I could see... Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see someone, uh, pulling off a robbery in a clown costume. You know that Batman. That, uh, yeah, there you go. Batman with the Joker, man. I was just, Dude, I was just thinking about solid. that. So some things for Halloween are good for pulling off robberies. We can admit that. Fuck Snickers yeah. as a weapon. I, I don't know if I can get behind <laughs> this one. I Snickers is even if you froze it, it's not hard enough. Actually, I didn't think about freezing it. That that does change the game a little bit. <laughs> well, it does change the game a little bit, but <laughs> very little bit. Not enough to push it over for you, though. This uh, this man in Russia, yeah. he went on a robbing spree, armed with the Snickers. Jesus Christ! He just like was poking out the Snickers, like I'll fucking do it, man. I'll fucking, I'll fucking snick you. <laughs> fucking uh, apparently it worked pretty well because he used it to rob several stores and a woman. He has now Jesus been sentenced Christ. to six years in jail for his uh, ch- chocolate heistings. Yeah, the, you deserve that dirtbag. The, the 26-year-old man uh, robbed a woman, 
three flower shops and a grocery store before his crime spree was stopped by police. The man told court he needed the money to travel home, and he ended up pleading guilty to five counts of robbery. Jesus Christ, man. That's pretty good investment, though. I gotta say, like, you buy a Snickers. What does a Snickers run you these days? It's like a dollar twenty-eight. Yeah, it can't be that. What does the gun run you? The, gun's the gun runs you at least one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I was gonna say at least one hundred fifty. You want some ammo? You gotta shell out another ten, twenty. That's a pretty good investment to pull off five, six robberies with that Snickers. Damn. It's like that's you know, thirty one. cents a robbery, okay, maybe. <laughs> Depending yeah. on if it was king yeah. size. That's or... good value. You don't want to try that with an ice cream Snickers, though. No, fuck no, that'll melt. It's not going to get you very far. No. no, you don't want to try that. You don't want to try this in general. I feel like this is one of those cases where he just happened to get lucky. Pull off that many with a Snickers bar. I just imagine, you know, he's robbing the people with the Snickers, and then they're like, Oh, come on, man. Have a bite of a Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. And then he takes <laughs> a bite, and he's not like the oh. robber anymore. <laughs> That's all he needed. Shit. He needed what's to eat the, the Snickers. Uh, what's the slogan for them? It's something about anti-hunger. It was like, like hungry, why wait? Grab grumpy. a Snickers. Yeah, man. Don't wait, dude. Just have your Snickers. You know, goddammit, we're doing a lot of fucking advertising for Snickers right now. Throughout this whole entire fucking episode. That peanutty, chocolatey we goodness. We really are. We better be getting fucking sponsored soon by fucking Mars or Nestle or whoever the fuck makes Snickers. Listen, bitch, Mars. I want a check or I want bags of Snickers showing up at my door. One or the other. Pronto. One or the other. I'll take Preferably on. before Tuesday. But until then, we'll keep up the talk about this horrific shit. Our next news story is talking about Madagascar's plague outbreak. And it's killed more than 100 people lately. And it's uh, sparking fears because they're worried about it spreading. You know, which obviously we can understand why. For people that aren't familiar with the pneumonic plague, it's actually the cousin to the bubonic plague, but it's much worse and quicker. It comes over to your house and just crashes and it never leaves. And you're like, hey, how long are you staying? Oh, he says like, hey, man, I'm just staying a little worst. while. And then he just, he's there. Check it out a little bit, man. And he's there for a month and you're like, is oh. he ever fucking planning on going? Is he at least the bubonic plague's got, like, a steady job and shit. Now, the severe lung infection, the pneumonic plague, and uh, basically you start out most likely coughing up blood, which you can imagine how fucking lovely that must be to figure out something's wrong with you. It spreads pretty quick. Five to seven days, you usually will notice any effects of it from uh, contact, so all you have to do is be around it. I have to ask, what is causing this outbreak? That's funny you should ask that. <laughs> the reason they're worried about this outbreak, it comes back to a centuries-old tradition in Madagascar. It's a fucking odd one. Now, the, the local name for this practice is called Fama Dehana, but it's also known as the turning of bones or body turning. And basically, it, in, it involves exhuming your family's bones, and then you rewrap them with a fresh cloth, and you dance with them before you return the remains to their graves. Yeah, tango with grandma a couple months after she fucking kicked the bucket? Yeah. Now, you can imagine how this is a worry for fucking spreading of diseases, because you're exhuming bodies of people that have obviously died for a reason. That is now, I'm watching, just I tedious. Yeah. Well, unburying yeah, someone, nasty. burying someone, fucking... reburying them, unburying yeah. them. Well, just to know, if you, I, from what I could tell, it looks like the graves they set up are like these dugout chambers that they put rocks over and cover the rocks. Okay. And then they just like uncover the rocks and pull out the stone, so it's like a cover to a like okay. little well. Either way, they're obviously they're worried about the plague spreading this way, pulling out these dead bodies 
basically playing with them and then putting them back. And then you go about your normal life and go to a city or go to here. Go make a and sandwich. And before you know it, the plague spreads out. Yeah, and the plague is a bitch to fight, obviously. Fleas. Um, the pneumonic plague is actually what's thought to cause the Black Death in the 1300s in Europe, which wiped out 75 million to 200 million people. Like, that's insane. Yeah, that's that's a lot of casualties. The, now, the plague's generally, like, flea-related or flea-spread, right? But it sounds like the pneumonic one is, like... Now, yeah. De- generally, yeah. Like, plagues can be spread from contact from, like, flea bites. It has to enter the bloodstream. Okay. There is a way that if it's in the air, it's present in the air, you can get it that way. But most likely, it is a flea bite. And it, you get it from that contact, which comes from usually rodents, apparently. Right. Now, Asia, Europe, and America all have rodents that contact the plague. Every so often, so, a couple like, of like cases of the plague. Need to worry about it. I was going to say, out in the uh, Midwest, too, uh, in the deserty areas in New Mexico, oh, yeah. and Arizona will crop up every so often. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and believe it or not, there's actually been seven reported plague outbreaks since 2002 occurring in India, China, Peru, Madagascar, and the United States. Oh, wow. And one including uh, wildlife biologists who died in 2007 in Grand Canyon National Park. That's, that's really recent. Yeah, and he actually got that because he was um, conducting a necropsy on a mountain lion carcass. Okay, and the, and the probably had fleas on it, I'm guessing. Well, when you fuck with the flesh, somehow it can enter the air around you and you can contact it that way. Damn. I was reading that in the, the fucking pneumonic plague fucking wiki. Jeez. Like, Jesus Christ. So you can just touch a con- an animal that's been in contact with those fleas or whatever, and all you have to do is touch the carcass and fucking get some of the bacteria on you and it can enter you. So yeah, quit dancing with the fucking yeah. dead. Fuck yeah. Don't dance with the dead. Well, yeah, they're worried, I mean, because it is a centuries-old tradition, and a lot of the locals do not want to give this up, Ugh. as you can imagine. I mean, it's been something that's been passed down from generation to generation, right. so it's very hard to break that. But they need to understand that's... You're killing yourself. Very unhygienic. Yeah, you're killing yourself and you're possibly You're fucking killing yourself and, and potentially plenty more people, especially in a place where Madagascar, like... They have, they're working on antidotes and shit, but really it's the only thing they can fight it with is uh, antibiotics, and that might not work unless you catch it real early. Well, in our scary clip of the week, we got something you're probably not going to catch in Madagascar. We got another Sasquatch video for you. You never know, but I've got to say, this video is one of the most believing videos that we've posted in a long time. Don't hate Um, us for doing two Sasquatch videos. This one's better than the last one, I'd say. It's way better than the last the drone footage. This is pretty phenomenal, and uh, the movement of the Sasquatch is definitely a little more animal-like, I would say. Yeah, and this one's a lot clearer, too, just in terms of the quality. It's uh, We'll be sure to post this up on our uh, Facebook page on Wednesday so that you guys can check it out. But this one is way clearer than the drone video that we showed on a couple episodes ago. And this this one's from British Columbia. The last one was Northern California, I think. Yes, yeah. And this just shows, like, it, it looks like some large, hairy, ape-like creature on top of, uh, like, small mountain in a clearing with, like, some tall trees. And it's walking around doing something weird. Kind and it's always, weird to, it's always weird to see these humanoid creatures kind of off on their own. Because usually yes, people aren't alone yeah, in the wilderness. Definitely. So we'll be sure to post this up on our Facebook page on Wednesday so that everyone can check it out. And uh, now I think we're going to step into the worst Halloween crimes 
Yeah, we've been uh, looking on the internet for some of the stuff that occurred on the All Hallows Eve that, you know, is kind of out of people's worst nightmares. And we, we found a decent list on uh, Ranker.com. They listed the 15 yeah. mo most horrible crimes committed on Halloween. It was like, damn, okay, this is exactly what we were fucking looking for. And looking through the ho like the internet, man, I mean, it really it has a lot of the fucking worst things that have ever fucking happened on Halloween. Yeah. It's, it's uh, pretty fucking terrifying. There, there's a lot that could go wrong while you're out trick-or-treating or, treating or yeah. even in, uh, while you're at home staying Shit, in. anywhere, man. Let's get into this. So the first one I'm, on, I'm going to talk about is the Pasadena gang shootings. On Halloween night in 1993, a group of five Pasadena Bloods gang members opened fire on trick-or-treating trick teenagers returning from a party, killing three and wounding three others. The gang members were soon arrested, and the police determined that they had fired at the wrong people, randomly shooting at a group of kids rather than their intended targets. The three gang members were found guilty of the shootings. So that's that's fucking horrible. Jesus Christ, it's a bad way, yeah, bad man, way to end trick or treating. Mistaken identity just fucking ruins these teenagers' fucking lives. Half of them dead, half of them wounded. Terrible. Yeah, you never know what can go wrong. Um, our next case is a Bronx resident, Carl Jackson. He was a 21-year-old data entry clerk at Morgan Stanley. And on Halloween night of 1998, Jackson went with his girlfriend to pick up her son at a uh, party. And uh, while there, some teenagers threw eggs at his car. You know, a classic prank on Halloween. Everybody knows, but throw eggs. You're mischievous. Well, Jackson got out of his car, exchanged words with the people that threw the eggs. And uh, he ended up getting back in the car. But then one of the teenagers pulled a gun and shot Jackson right in the head, killing him instantly. Police arrested 17-year-old Curtis Sterling for the murder. And uh, after that, New York cracked down on egg-throwing pranks so that it didn't intensify any uh, situations. That, that's crazy. <laughs> Who knew that eggs could lead to a fucking a murder? Yeah, exactly, man. And uh, it just goes to show, like, little confrontations can end up in a deadly way. And we have another uh, deadly incident that happened with Yoshihiro Hattori, who was a Japanese exchange student living in Baton Rouge as part of an American field service program. On Halloween night in 1992, Hattori and the young son of his host family went to a Halloween party for AFS students. Unfamiliar with the neighborhood where the party was, the boys rang the doorbell of the wrong house. When they got no answer, they started walking back to their car, and owner Rodney Pierce then opened the door armed with a 44 Magnum revolver. Hattori turned and said, we're here for the party, claiming he feared for his life that the exchange student was, quote, scary. Pierce shot Hattori point-blank range, hitting him in the chest and killing him. Piers and his wife Jesus. then went back to their house and waited 40 minutes for the police, who questioned him and let him go. Only when both the governor of Louisiana and Japanese consulate got involved was Pierce actually arrested, after which he was acquitted of manslaughter. So that's... Fuck. That's like... Like, I don't even know how it can go that bad. You know, you're trying to find a party, you knock on the wrong door, like the really wrong door. Yeah, that's pretty shitty, man. A lot of these are situations where you least expect this kind of threat. Yeah, and you wouldn't think it would escalate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the next one is definitely a situation that you wouldn't expect. We have a father poisoning a child. And 
Eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien had uh, consumed a packet of pixie sticks, and it was actually given to him by his father, Ronald. He immediately went into convulsions, and he died an hour later. Now, the death sent the small Texas town into a panic, and the police determined that the pixie stick that Timothy ate was laced with cyanide. His father's story kept changing over time, so the police became a little suspicious, so they investigated him. They found out that he was uh, deeply in debt and that he had taken out a massive life insurance policy on his children. Obviously, there's the motive right there. What a piece of shit. And the police later found out, yeah, police later found out that the uh, other O'Brien children had also been given candy by their father, but hadn't eaten it. Luckily, jeez. Now, yeah, and uh, Ronald O'Brien was found guilty of murder. He was sentenced to death and executed back in 1984. And that's like one of the, when a lot of people talk about the cases that, of a kid being poisoned by candy, that that one gets brought up because people say, you know, this is one case and a lot of time it's it's the family that that did it or someone close. Yeah, there's a motive, a deep motive behind it. Our next story is the murder of Peter Fabiano. He was a Los Angeles hairstylist who was shot dead Halloween night in 1957 when he opened his door for what he thought was a trick-or-treater, but was actually a grown-up in a costume. The adult shot Fabiano in the chest with a 22 in a brown paper bag before fleeing the scene. Several weeks later, Goldine Pizer and Joan Rabel were arrested in what turned out to be a deftly plotted crime of passion. Pizer was friends or possibly in a relationship with Rabel, and Rabel was also apparently in love with Fabiano's wife, Betty. The two women conspired to get Peter out of the equation, and Rabel bought a gun for Pizer to shoot Peter with. So it was a twisted love triangle between these women, and they ended up killing this man over it. But that's that's terrifying. Imagine, like, I think it's a late-night trick-or-treater, so you open the door, and someone in costume, fucking bam! Just fucking murders you. Oh, man, there's that one incident, like, there's that, uh, lady that recently recently got busted. She, the clown killer. Yep. She murdered the guy, uh, the guy's husband, or the guy's wife. Yep. In a and, clown uh, costume. Him later on. Fucking crazy. People are sadistic, dude. Seriously. And, uh, the closer you are, it seems like the easier it is. These, like, some people pull off these crazy fucking murders. Right. Our next story is, uh, the murder of Leslie Mazura and Adrian Insagna. And uh, this all occurred on Halloween night of 2004. Um, and uh, these girls lived together, and they lived with Lauren Minza. And uh, they, they went to bed after handing out candy, basically. And then Minza woke up about 1 a.m., and there were sounds of a scuffle going on in their house. She didn't know what was going on, so she ran out, of ter- ran out in terror and hid in the backyard. And she watched somebody climb out of the window and run away. When the coast was clear, she ran back upstairs and found both of her roommates butchered. Jeez. Now, in the course of the investigation, FBI agents found cigarette butts near the scene of the crime that matched blood evidence inside the, the house, but found no known matches in any DNA databases. They spoke to around 1,500 people during the investigation, and it ended up coming back to... Um, Lily Prudenham's husband, Eric Copel. And uh, he became an a, uh, extreme interest person during the uh, investigation when he refused to give a DNA sample to exclude him from the suspect pool, which obviously we That's, can imagine why that makes it yeah, very suspicious. suspicious. 
So apparently, nearly a year after the crime, he uh, he ended up turning himself in. Whether we know about if it's pressure from police or whatnot, either way, he uh, he confessed. That's odd that he just came out of nowhere and to, confessed. Yeah, exactly, man. But the, the the worst thing about this crime is that uh, his wife was uh, friend. Well, his he was due to be at the time he was due to be engaged to uh, one of the friends of the victims. And he ended up carrying out the wedding. And he invited the mother of one of the victims <laughs> to the wedding. Yeah. It's, it's sadistic. Yeah, Adrian and Sagna's mom showed up to the wedding. And uh, later learned about, you know, after the wedding. When he confessed that he was the killer. Fucking twisted, man. That's Ugh. crazy. So that's some of the, uh, horrible. the horribleness that could happen on Halloween. Now as a treat for you surviving all of this terrible news that we brought to you and these horrible crimes that we just had you sit through we're gonna play a fun little halloween game i'm down that's always fun now matt's matt's in the hot seat today and i'm gonna be asking him five questions about halloween and a little bit of the history a little bit of business a little bit everything in here matt you feeling ready okay feeling confident i'm feeling ready all right question number one which culture is most closely related to the origins of Halloween? A. The British B. The Irish C. The Chinese or C. Jamaican Oh. I'm gonna say it's the Irish. I don't know why. And you are correct. (laughs) Halloween's origins come from the Celtic festival for the dead called Samhain. Celts believed that the ghosts of the dead roamed the earth on this holiday, so people would dress in the costumes and leave treats out front of their doors to appease roaming spirits. And I think it has something to do with like the the veil between the spirit world and the re- our realm being very thin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you got one correct. You're one for one so far. Question number two. What vandalism-based item is banned in Hollywood, California, only on the day of Halloween? A. Silly string. B. Eggs. C. Toilet paper. Or D. Bags of dog poop. Um, I feel like bags of dog poop goes on said. Uh, I'm going to say silly string. I don't know why. It seems like an annoying little thing. And you are correct. Silly string is banned thanks to the Los Angeles Municipal Code Ordinance. That says, anyone possessing, using, or selling Silly String, the liquid in the can that shoots out like plastic string, between 12 a.m. on October 31st and 12 p.m. on November 1st, conceive a $1,000 fine. Damn, that's expensive. They said, fuck Silly silly String. string. So you're doing pretty good. You You got both of them so far. On to question three. How many pounds of candy corn are produced each year? A, 3,500. B, 35,000. More. C, 35 million. Or D, none, they just reuse the old ones from last year. Ooh, that's funny. (laughs) That is believable. That they just craft enough in the beginning. I'm the only one fucking eating candy corn around here. I've, I've, like told myself that I'm not going to buy it unless I find it in like a little 99 cents bag that's just a little bit. <laughs> there's no need for more than that. 
So you got thirty-five hundred thousand pounds. Or, so you got hundred thousand or million. You say thousand? Yeah. Incorrect. I'm sorry. It is thirty-five million. Uh. Disgusting diabetic country. Since its invention in 1898 by the Herman Golitz Confectionery Company in Fairfield, California, now known as the Jelly Belly Candy Company, candy corn has been wildly popular. So much so that today, nearly 35 million pounds of candy corn are produced each year. Jesus. Jelly Belly. And yeah, I also found out uh, jelly beans. in doing my research that California produces, I think it was like half of the non-chocolate candies in America. Really? Like, yeah. so all the sugar-based ones? Like yep. fucking gummy bears and shit? Most of them come yeah, out so of California. Cranking them out. All that gelatin. Just cranking out diabetes. Oh, yeah. So on to question four. Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in America. What's the first? Okay. Yeah. A, Thanksgiving. B, Christmas. C, Valentine's Day or D Mother's Day? Oh, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. B Christmas is correct. Yep. Oh yeah. No no fucking mistake in that. Yeah. We all get materialistic when December comes around. Let's not fucking It's lie. a it's a big spender. There's always holiday. something that's on your mind. Sorry, yeah. Mother's Day and yeah. Valentine's so Day. You, your loved ones ask you, what do you want? You know there's something on your mind. You've been thinking about it. And about to give you an idea of, of what we spend on uh, on Halloween, in 2010, Americans spent $5.8 billion, and it, by 2015, that j- number had jumped to $7 billion. Jesus. That's a lot of money. So uh, you, you've pretty much passed this last one's kind of just for fun. In Alabama... It is illegal to dress as what? (laughs) A, a police officer. B, a priest. C, a judge. Or D, the president. I'm going to say police officer. I don't know why. That's just sticking with me. A, a police officer is incorrect. I'm sorry, the oh, actually what is it? Section 13A-14-4 says that fraudulently pretending to be a clergyman will get you arrested and fined. So it is be a priest. But hey, wow, out of all things, that makes sense, I guess. Hey, you still passed. You got a uh, you got 3 out of 5 and you you won the Halloween holiday game. I won. I won. I win Halloween, people. You heard it here. Congrats. Enjoy it. Bask in the glory. I am the champion, my slackers. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the wrap of the show. We're at the end, people. This is the part where I tell you to stop by the Facebook page. Search American Slacker Podcast, you'll find us there. And also uh, become part of the American Slackers group where we uh, just, everybody's allowed to chime in, talk about whatever the fuck you want, and uh, we have a good time. Also stop by the Instagram where you'll find all the art promos for each episode and anything going on with us. And uh, if you want to get an overall consensus of what's going on in the American Slacker Podcast, go to AmericanSlackerPodcast.com and you'll find out anything going on with the show. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's Amber Slacker Podcast. All of our episodes and bonus episodes and content also goes up on YouTube along with iTunes, 
Pod, podcast addict, Stitcher, all that kind of shit. Maybe not Stitcher yet. I might be lying about that. Please rate, <laughs> rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars or nothing. And tell a friend about the show. It's a good way to spread the word. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email. AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com And also check out our Spotify playlist. You'll find any artist that has been featured on the show. All you have to do is search American Slacker Podcast and you'll find us there. And please think about becoming a Patreon sponsor. You will get rewards like the shout out the people, the awesome people at the top of the show got. You will get added to our Xbox Live friends list. We also have bonus content on the Patreon. Tons of stuff for you guys. And we're talking about doing even more. So it's a good time to jump in on that. Head over to patreon.com slash American Slacker Podcast. And where the fuck are my animators at? We need an animator still. We're looking. Animators, we're graphic designers. We're, we're redesigning a lot of stuff. So we, anyone who's interested, please reach out to us on any of the platforms. Oh, yeah. If you know anybody, let us know. And uh, check us out on our personal stuff. My uh, personal Instagram is MWG Media. You can find me on Snapchat and on Xbox Live at Natty G from HP. And you can find me on all the social media platforms at Landers the Plane. All right, people, have a great Halloween. Be safe. Tear it up. And uh, until next time, that's it. There you go. I mean, Madagascar doesn't have a shit ton of... uh, The Madagascar hissing Sasquatch?